Thank you for listening in right now. Glad to have you here. My name is Nyla, and this is Greener Thoughts. I help you understand the environment today so you can experience a greener life. Let's connect online. You can reach Greener Thoughts by voice message. The anchor.fm link is in each episode's show notes. You can do so via the Anchor app or by email at greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. Greener Thoughts? Supporting Greener Thoughts ensures more giveaways are available with even more exciting prizes, future Greener Thoughts merchandise, and surprises found only on Greener Thoughts. I greatly appreciate and love all of the listeners who have tuned in and who support Greener Thoughts by doing good for the planet. One of the many ways I would love your support is by clicking the second lower link in the description section of this episode. It's the direct support link for Greener Thoughts. All right, so with the announcements for the podcast episode, there aren't uh, too many besides just a few of the environmental holidays uh, for the middle of June. The first is Global Wind Day, and that's usually celebrated on June 15th. Next after that is World Sea Turtle Day, all about sea turtles, and that's on June 16th. And then also the last one is celebrated on June 17th, and that is World Day to Combat Desertification and Drought. I have done a few episodes uh, on drought, so you can check those out. And uh, the holiday for June 17th is a UN holiday. Headlines from the Hemispheres is our next segment up, and it's about environmental headlines from all over the globe. The first headline is a bit of a downer. Uh, Again, it happens to deal with death, um, unfortunately, on the side of uh, the bear cubs, or the uh, the, uh, bear family and the mother, I should say, um, not the cubs. Um, But yeah, it's a striking one, and it's out of Canada. So conservation officer fired for refusing to shoot bear cubs wins court victory. This was out of HuffPost in its environment section. And uh, it's great because the conservation officer, of course, won uh, its lengthy uh, battle uh, that was uh, fraught in court uh, because he was uh, unfortunately fired, wrongfully though, for killing um, or refusing to kill um I'm sorry, refusing to kill two bear cubs. So this is great. Um, so a Cassavant uh, was suspended without pay, but then he was fired. This was back in 2015. And he defied um, instructions from his uh, supervisor to kill 
uh, black cubs and the, their mother um, for eating uh, garbage and raiding a freezer. Um, but the uh, supervisor um, was wrong in this because, you know, he didn't, uh, the Casavant, he didn't feel the need to um, kill both uh, the cubs and the mother. And actually, um, you know, because the mother was eating the uh, human food and she was put down and killed, but he tranquilized the bear cubs. So he kind of saved them. And then he brought them to a veterinarian and then transferred them to a wildlife rehabilitation facility and then uh, put them back out into the wild. And next is uh, the headline about the ozone and how scientists have uh, really uh, got some real uh, great research um, from the ozone that they've been studying. So scientists call for long-term research on ozone source apportionment. And this was from ENN.com, Environmental News Network. This is a story out of China from the Institute of Atmospheric uh, Physics. They were in collaboration and also the Chinese Academy of Sciences. Um, there is an ozone layer, the tropospheric ozone layer, and it's made and produced because of photochemical reactions by VOCs, volatile organic compounds, which we know are really, really bad, um, carbon monoxide, nitrogen oxide. Um, and when these kind of hit the, the sunlight, you can you know, see uh, how uh, polluted um, it can get. And so uh, this pollution is found in heavily uh, dense uh, uh, places that are populated with a lot of people, places like in, in China where there are different clusters of people in different cities, like in um, Beijing or the Yatsi River Delta, the Pearl River Delta, etc. And so the recent article, it was published in Atmospheric and Oceanic Science Letters, and it summarizes the approaches and main conclusions of different studies on the sources of ozone uh, pollution and its precursors for both regional and sectoral sources in China. And then last but not least is uh, some information, a, um, an article uh, out of England in the UK. So island drowning is not inevitable as sea levels rise. And that was also uh, found on ENN.com in uh, the amazing uh, research articles there. And this was a, a piece from the University of Plymouth. I've kind of been, um, you know, referencing information from the University of Plymouth, but this is also out of uh, the University of Plymouth. It, of course, in Plymouth, England. And uh, it went about studying coral reefs in the, the islands all across the world that are um, basically having to adapt to survive a rising uh, sea levels. And uh, this is happening now, currently, um, according to research from the University of Plymouth, again in the UK. So um, the increased flooding uh, in our um, different um, climate areas across all of the world. Um, they're rendering communities that you know are places where there's sand or 
grab all, all these these islands, these coral reef islands. They are um, sitting atop coral reef platforms, and they um, initially were deemed uninhabitable uh, within decades. And that's kind of what's you know going on. You know these these places where these uh, coral reefs are, they may not you know be around, but Research is sort of showing that the islands that are made of this gravel material are actually evolving in the face of overtopping waves. Uh, so, um, you know, things are changing when it comes to these islands and their surfaces. The lovely news uh, from this uh, podcast episode, the news comes out of Environmental News Network. Really, really great site all around. As you know, I've talked on it on many, many uh, podcast episodes. And uh, the topic for right now is about succulents, plants, as you may know them, you know, maybe prickly or smooth um, very much uh, sedentary and can can be by themselves um, and may need a little bit of care in the beginning and then as time goes on they may need uh, less and less care but just don't forget the basics but we're going to talk about uh, some of the basics when it comes to succulent uh, plant uh, care and you know succulents are beautiful there are so many different types and all of them are different and none of them um, are the same you know comparing them uh, to them uh, to others and I haven't done a few um, episodes about plants in a while like I, I did one recently um, but uh, I feel like they're useful and they're they're gorgeous and you know why not learn more about them you know how can we uh, learn how to care for them and, and care for them longer we're going to learn all those things and more um, in the following podcast episode so let's dive into uh, information about raising succulents. How uh, do they come about? Um, how easy are they to care for? Just some simple steps to uh, make sure that we're caring for them correctly. Uh, we're going to look at what are succulents. Uh, it's a fun word to say. Um, reminds me of food, you know, succulent, but it's not uh, a food. It's not a, a descriptive term, even an adjective uh, to describe food, but it's a plant. It's a, it's a, a, a variety of plants that are thick in nature. Their leaves are thickened, fleshy, some would say engorged. And these retain water because they are uh, native to and love arid and dry uh, conditions and climates and soils. Um, so cacti are uh, a type of succulent, but not all succulents are cacti. You can go online and find many, many different types of succulents, and not all of them look like uh, uh, cacti or any species that you are familiar with. Succulents are amazing because they have the ability to thrive on limited water resources, like um, places where it may be dewy or misty, or if you are misting your succulents, that's great, and your, your succulent can really thrive off of something like mist, and I've, I've talked on uh, that. A few different plants just need um, mist, and they're able to thrive. So some examples of succulents are ones that you may know, like the aloe plant, which is great for its natural properties in its gel, uh, snake plants, ZZ plants. I talked more 
in detail about those plants and uh, more than 10 others um, in the episode 156. Um, that was the 16 nearly impossible houseplants to die. Um, I did that one not too long ago. And so now we're going to look at the three essential things that succulents need, uh, regardless of anything else. If you remember these key things, you should be good to go. Uh, the number one thing is to uh, secure proper drainage. So this means looking for plants that have a hole in the bottom of the pot uh, or the a container to let the water drain out of. And because plants um, are the plants that we're um, talking about are succulents, they don't need or cannot sustain a saucer at the bottom of the uh, pot or the the plant pot because that would collect extra water which would keep the soil um, soggy and that's just not what the um, succulent needs. So succulents, they're going to experience root rot if they settle into having a moist wet environment at the at the bottom of where um, that water just pools. So you're going to need something uh, to uh, put that water in. You're going to have the hole in the pot, and then you're going to need a bowl or another container uh, underneath uh, where that hole is so that it can drain, so that um, you know it's, it's fine for um, uh, uh, durability. Um, you need a container that is durable, maybe a bowl or something where you're not going to, of course, eat out of it or use it for anything else. So you'll just need it um, after you have watered. Um, you know, your succulent and then get a, a, a capturing um, container underneath uh, that pot with the hole in it uh, for proper drainage. Uh, this is um, uh, adequate because you want uh, water that um, comes out of the, the pot at the bottom end, but you want water that is not too hard. So uh, most water in, in, the, in the U.S. Um, for use isn't the best quality um, unless, you know, it's, it's filtered or something or really expensive, uh, but relatively water isn't. So, you know, hard water, dirty water, water that's near fracked sources, you have to be careful. So try and get really, you know, good quality water for your succulent um, and you know getting that water out of the bottom um, of the, the the hole there so it can drain properly so that it won't have any salt uh, build up which um, I didn't know before can happen uh, so it's pretty uh, uh, tricky there um, so um, when it comes to uh, just checking to see um, about uh, how much you should water your succulent. Just try and uh, steady your finger in the soil and then see if the soil is dry. Um, if it is, then um, uh, if it's dry like you know toast um, or if it's, if it's not dry like toast, um, uh, it should be uh, uh, dry like fresh bread. So it should be it should be um, soft to the touch, but damp if not a little bit drier. But not like toast. Not extremely extremely dry. The second one does need some water, but of course it doesn't need to be too too moist or too um, uh, full of water. But of course, um, you know, succulents don't like too much water. Of course, uh, they will uh, have root rot and it will not be fun. I know how, uh, you know, that is with um, succulent getting too much water, which I'll talk about a little bit later. 
Um, so, um, you know, when the, when the soil in the, the succulent is too dried out and it's, it's damaged beyond repair, it'll be um, damaging to the root system. So you, of course, do not want it to be completely dry, just a little bit uh, wet, uh, like a fresh piece of bread or something that's a little bit spongy, but not extremely damp and not extremely moist and not sopping wet either. Uh, number two tip, um, which is very important, is having adequate sunlight, making sure that your succulent uh, has lots, lots of good sun. Uh, so succulents, again, love dry areas, crisp areas, um, places that have, you know, good ventilation, sure, but having that uh, sun that, you know, hits your succulent right where uh, it needs to be um, lit, and so uh, the great indoors are outdoors, but uh, regardless, it needs a place with lots and lots of sun. Um, I know this firsthand, sunlight is good for us people, just like plants. Um, and if it doesn't have that, it's going to be uh, slow to grow and it's going to be uh, slow to die. It's going to eventually die. So, you know, putting it near a dark window or, or in a bathroom uh, window, you know, where it has some light or maybe not enough, it's going to slowly die. It's not going to be a smooth growing process. It's going to be stunted and it's going to eventually wilt and die. And, you know, in those places, you know, you're probably not going to give it enough water either. So you want to um, be in an area where there is a window, um, where there's, you know, some aeration, uh, where you're uh, giving it the attention, you can see it on a daily basis if needed, or or water it and uh, take care of it as needed. Because some succulents vary. Some you need to water uh, every so often, some uh, sporadically, um, and then some um, as as often uh, as the instructions you know um, call for. But every a plant is different. And then uh, last but not least, number three is to utilize fertilizer. So you should fertilize, fertilize, fertilize. You want some good quality, amazing, uh, water-loving fertilizer. And you can find this usually at garden centers. You, know, you can find them online as well. Tons of fertilizer. Um, the sky's the limit. And so with uh, succulents, you're probably going to use it at half the rate that they recommend whatever uh, manufacturers um, products you're using. So maybe every two months you're going to want to, you know, re-up or uh, uh, put in and, and work this fertilizer into the uh, soil uh, for the succulent. And to make it easier for you to do that, all you have to do is dissolve uh, some of the fertilizer in some water and then pour that fertilized water onto the plant. And then for faster growing plants, uh, you may need to change the pots of the succulent. So don't be afraid of that. If the leaves kind of outstretch the pot themselves or if you see rapid growth, don't be afraid to change the pots of your plant. Succulents, I gotta say, are an amazing um, type of plant. I've never had a, a truly bad experience uh, with them, only because I follow the instructions. I'm patient when it comes to growing the succulents themselves. I'm so fascinated with cacti, especially because I feel like they're 
just so uh, different and so regal and they just they take care of themselves most of the time unless you're you know wreaking havoc on the cacti itself but usually you know there's a lot of pros that go along with having succulents to even care for and they last you you know for years and years um, for me I have a number of different pros when it comes to uh, taking care of succulents, you know, from the cost and everything else. Um, but one of the first ones is the low maintenance. These are one of the, the low maintenance uh, type of plants that you can water and I wouldn't say forget, but you can leave uh, to their own devices. They're going to uh, grow um, and they're going to, um, you know, have a, a little bit of some sunlight to to them, of course. Um, and then you're going to, you know, check in on the soil every now and again. If it's super, super dry, you know, wet it a little bit. Not too much that it's overflowing because that's not what you want. Um, but enough to where um, it's 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 getting the, the moisture it needs, but also it's water needs. And then you check back, you know, days later. Some of the, the succulents... I, I talked on on the uh, the other podcast episode about the the house plants that essentially never die. Um, some of them you just missed uh, weekly, and they're good to go. So that's a that's a pretty low maintenance type of plant. You know, I'd love to have one of those plants. You know, you kind of you know in the hustle and bustle of things, you you know forget you know to do. Um, you know, basic things. And, you know, one of the things you don't want to forget is uh, taking care of plants, but you don't really end up doing that because you have to, you know, miss a plant and go about your day. So that's a really great thing. Um, I think the the little watering schedules is a pretty uh, great thing. You know, like I was saying, you know, it's misting. Uh, with some of the smaller succulents, um, one of them I mentioned in that uh, other podcast episode uh, before, which I highly suggest you uh, go ahead and check out if you love houseplants, you're kind of interested in uh, how the upkeep is, you're interested in ones that you've never heard of before or rare ones. I did a whole lot of talking about those different houseplants uh, in that podcast episode. Um, and that another one of the pros is that it can last for years um, if they're cared for properly. So if you uh, love uh, giving plants TLC, if you call yourself a plant mama or plant papa, if you know someone in your family who's a you know botanist or who has a fascination with succulents or is really great and has a green thumb um, and just you know loves plant life, then a succulent is a is a perfect option for you. Um, and it can last you for years and years, you know, maybe three, five, ten years, it may be more. And some of these plants, if you cut off the the um, leaves themselves, they can be repotted and uh, sprout and, you know, sort of bloom that way. And so you don't have to necessarily buy another um, uh, succulent plant uh, by themselves to, uh, again, uh, grow and, and sprout. You can just cut off the leaf and then start from there. So you can give it away as a present or uh, at, a, at a function or something like that or for you know, a family friend or some someone of that sort. Um, some Another uh, uh, pro is that um, some of these, these, these succulents, they bear fruit. And some species in the right conditions, they definitely will bloom and and be really, really pretty. Um, I wish that would have happened for 
the cacti that I had, um, but unfortunately that didn't happen. But yeah, some of these um, succulents, some of these even cactus uh, varieties will um, bear fruit or you can eat them and, you know, they taste pretty good. I haven't had them, I don't think, in years. It's been several years since I've even uh, ate a cactus because uh, there are some varieties that you can eat. Um, but yeah, I, I suggest you, you know, look more into it if you're interested in eating um, cactus. And another pro is that um, there are various types of a cactus. There are short ones, fat ones, ones that look like animals, uh, ones that bloom and then turn into different colors, ones that um, are very fickle and will test your patience, um, ones that you know are extremely low maintenance, um, others that do well and extremely. Um, you know, hot uh, climates and ones that, you know, do well um, in, um, you know, moderate environments and are kind of versatile. So there's, there's something for everyone when it comes to a succulent. Um, and, and again, not all of them are cacti, cacti, but some of them are just, you know, your plants, like your snake plant, for example, that can kind of blend in. Um, and some of these look really, really beautiful. You know, you'll see them on social media, on and in, on in places like Instagram, for example, Facebook, and they look really great. You know, people do really, you know, dress up their plants and some of them are really, really good at taking care of succulents. Another pro is that relatively these are inexpensive. And when I'll get to in a bit, um, some of the, the price ranges are extremely uh, uh, small. So, you know, there's if there's a, a fear of you selling out big bucks and it doesn't turn around, well, you can always buy another one and it's extremely cheap. You know, you're not um, out of quality or out of uh, uh, too much money. Uh, you're just, you know, experimenting with what succulents are for you and, you know, trying and see, seeing which ones work um, because you may like, um, you know, one over the other uh, maybe you like big and tall succulents. Maybe you don't like small and chubby ones. Uh, maybe you like bright colored ones instead of ones that look like plants and ones that are just normally green. Or maybe you're into fuzzy ones, fuzzy ones that are soft to the touch instead of prickly um, and spiky. And then last but not least, another pro is that they are extremely popular. Like I said, um, they have been known um, about for years, you know, different uh, cultures around the world experiment and they are fond of, of plant life and, and, and all types of succulents. And so these are uh, an option of plant that you will have no problem uh, seeking care for um, because there's so many resources out there about plants in general. There's associations and international ones. There are different uh, specialists and, and gardeners and different stores that have so many different types of plants. You uh, will not uh, be scarce for information when it comes to caring uh, for uh, these plants. And next, I want to talk about um, cacti, my little cactus that I did have. I had it for a little over a year and actually died in, I think, September, uh, September. Yeah, September. So um, it was it was great having it. Um, but unfortunately, it had passed away because it was I say it was passed away, but it got soaked 
um, almost to oblivion because it was it was during a rainy period. Even though it was sunny outside, I did want it to get a little bit of some water and uh, more sunlight because it was continually getting sunlight. The soil was great, but I wanted it to um, mature on, on the outside and just be outside instead of on my uh, uh, small table. Um, but it didn't really work out so well because next thing you know, um, you know, when it started raining, it started getting waterlogged. And then when I tried to pick it up, it fell over. I was so, like, sad for it. I felt like it was like the death of a plant um, that I had been taking care of. And I was so close to it because I had it for um, some time, a little over a year. And uh, there were a few things I learned. I learned that um, I... I had it grow wonderfully for the time that I did have it. It was growing enormously. Like, it was, like, doubling in size, like, almost every few months. Um, it had the proper sunlight. You know, it was drained uh, from the small pot because it was a small pot that was um, attached to it, you know, in, in uh, um, it was nestled uh, just on, um, over it or um, that it was nestled into and then there was a bowl that I put, you know, normally to just drain, uh, you know, smart thing to have it drain into that bowl, which is great. You know, it, it didn't uh, suffer from any uh, water log inside, but I think getting it um, too much water uh, when I just wanted it to get more air and to, you know, just chill outside, it wasn't the best call. So definitely do not use... Uh, the time to take care of your plants and think that, you know, a, a lot of rain or even a little bit of rain won't harm it. It will. You know, plants, like the succulents we've learned, they like dry, arid climates. And so too much rain or anything like that is a bad thing for it. That's one of the major things that I learned about caring for cacti. The Mother Earth Minutes is where we review in the next few minutes proactive things that we can all do to combat the issue in the episode and protect Mother Earth. I think one of the issues in the episode, and it's a really small one, is that sometimes it can be hard to, to find uh, what we're looking for in a good plant. And so there are tons that we're going to uh, talk about briefly and just name a few. And if one appeals to you, definitely uh, check it out. I'm going to attach a wonderful and cute a succulent plant um, image listing for all the different plants that we uh, talk about briefly and it'll be in the show notes for the podcast episode so be sure to uh, share it and look at it so you can view which plants we're talking about which ones appeal to you and which ones sound amazing to care for one of the first plants is the uh, donkey's tail. So that's the type of succulent plant. And it's cool because it starts out small and then uh, descends into a type of like vine or hanging uh, type of plant. So if you love hanging plant, hanging plants or you want plants that have a little bit of weight to them and they, they grow downward essentially, uh, or you want some uh, type of plant that you can maybe hang and so it, it leaves its, 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 its um, vine parts um, and you want some, some beauty that way and you want something that hangs loosely, then look for donkey's tail. It's a cool little succulent. 
Uh, number two is the Moonstone Succulents. Now, uh, it is uh, beautiful in color because it ranges in different hues, all the way from pink uh, to blue. So if you uh, love those colors, pink, blue, or anything in between, then maybe the Moonstone Succulent is the one for you. Number three is the Hoya Heart. The Hoya Heart is an interesting plant because uh, it's one of those plants that can be replanted all from a single clipping of its leaves. And so you don't have to start from scratch with getting a an individual uh, Hoya Heart plant. So um, you can just go about replanting its leaves by getting one of them and then starting at that point. Or you could buy a whole uh, Hoya Heart if your heart desires. Number four is the lipstick uh, Estraveria. Uh, it usually is all red, uh, like a lipstick, uh, or like popular uh, lipstick colors of red, um, but it can be in the color of green with red tips. So that's pretty um, unique. If you like green or you want something a little bit eccentric, then maybe that is the plant for you. Uh, number five is the zebra plant. And it's a type of plant that's easy for beginners. So if you um, are want uh, to maybe make mistakes or um, you are really inexperienced when it comes to planting and want to kind of test it out, then maybe the zebra plant is the one for you. Number six is the panda plant. The panda plant is really, really cute because it's soft and cuddly and fuzzy. And it usually is brown um, or even uh, deep red with its tips uh, that um, are, are tipped. The, the tips of the leaves are red, um, but it has normally gray green kind of leaves but it's fuzzy, so that's the, the main attraction point here. And it's different than your obvious, uh, normal, waxy type of leaves uh, that coverage there, or even smooth type of leaves. Number seven is the rabbit uh, succulent. So the rabbit uh, succulent is really, really cute and cuddly, um, only because it looks just like a small, small bunny. Um, it is extremely, extremely cute and tiny bunny ears will bud all over the uh, plant in its growing stalks, but it won't stay that way forever. So uh, be sure to uh, let it grow and watch it grow and uh, it won't, of course, maintain that type of uh, cuddly shape forever. Number eight is the jade plant. The jade plant has thick woody uh, stems that sprout waxy uh, teardrop shaped leaves and it's also called and nicknamed the money plant or the lucky plant. Number nine is the ox tongue uh, plant. It has a short and wide and spiky leaves that uh, are covered in white spots. So it kind of will look like a speckled tongue and it's not to be confused with the normal uh, aloe plant, which looks kind of similar. And then last but not least is the dolphin succulent. Now the dolphin succulent uh, has leaves on it that look like jumping dolphins. So if you like dolphins or any type of uh, sea life, then maybe the uh, dolphin succulent is one for you. All of these plants can be found on different you know, websites like Amazon, um, Etsy, and others, and also uh, in stores that of course sell plants. And the prices will normally range or do range on the online websites from $5 to almost $20.
Japan plans to build as many as 22 coal-fired power plants in the next five years. That eco-fact of the day was sourced from the Sierra Club's Sierra Magazine in the May-June 2020 issue. Everyone, this is the Eco Company Spotlight, which is a fun, festive time in the Greener Thoughts program where we're going to talk about an amazing company. Always happen to, you know, do that in every episode. And uh, normally uh, these ones are, you know, ones that are a little bit different, maybe ones that you haven't heard about. They do amazing things for the environment. And I love them. I love uh, researching them. I love, you know, testing them. I love uh, being fans of them for years and so I always explore another one and I hope that you can too. Uh, this one is called Skinny Pop. I have been uh, doing a, a whole host of reviews since uh, February 2019 and I really hope that you will enjoy this one and uh, be a part of the amazingness that is Skinny Pop. Skinny Pop was founded back in 2010 on the simple belief that people deserve snacks that taste delicious and are good for them. And they pride themselves on making the best tasting, uh, lovable popcorn with the fewest, cleanest, and simplest ingredients possible, like regular popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Uh, Skinny Pop products are amazing when it comes to their sustainability uh, because of the following things. Because they are dairy-free, their uh, food is gluten-free, they have tons of vegan options. You can just check on the individual package themselves. They're non-GMO. They don't have any artificial ingredients or flavors. There is no trans fats and they are peanut-free and are tree nut-free. And also, uh, some of their packaging is in recyclable uh, packaging. Like, for example, their boxes that some of their um, products come in. Now, as far as their product selection, there are many different types of flavors that they have. Um, but some of them are just in the different uh, varieties that they happen to keep them in. So they may have, they have like pop. Uh, popcorn and then um, they have uh, their pop uh, chips which is a bit different but some of them have the same flavor just in a different uh, type of popcorn product so the popcorn their pop popcorn they have the original flavor twist of lime uh, wild uh, white uh, cheddar and sea salt and pepper real butter sweet and salty kettle and more they have their popped chips, uh, they have the BBQ, they have the sweet, uh, the, the cheddar and sour cream and the sea salt. They have their microwave popcorn, they have that in a butter and sea salt, but they have those in different sizes. And then they have their popcorn mini cakes, which are in sea salt flavors, sharp cheddar and cinnamon and sugar. And then they have their variety packs, which are all types of different flavors uh, in a 10 pack, 12 pack. 14 count and the 24 pack and all the prices are in US dollars and they all vary with the prices So my experience of Skinny Pop has been a overall good one I've only tried a few of their different flavors as far as I can remember their original in butter 
um, which are two different ones. And I remember this the sweetness of the popcorn a little bit, which I kind of like. I do love uh, kettle corn uh, popcorn. And I do, um, I love the fact that it's available in tons of different stores. Um, I don't know if it's um, explicitly international um, as far as I could find, but um, because their, their messaging system um, had different countries, of course, all around the world where people could um, have their, their message from, um, which is amazing because it's one of the, the fewer um, listing of uh, messaging systems where anyone from all across the world can write uh, into them. So um, I think it's very convenient to have online uh, presence uh, with their uh, their dispensing of their popcorn, and it's available in tons of stores all in the U.S. Um, not sure about how it is internationally, um, or if someone can get their hands on it internationally. Maybe uh, through an online vendor like something like uh, Amazon, though. Um, I do think it has flavor, definitely. But it may not be the strongest flavor I've ever had when it comes to a popcorn. It is memorable, but um, I'd, I'd have to uh, taste it, you know, more and more um, to have it, you know, really stand out, though. Um, but it's great if you want a light, satisfying, healthy type of popcorn. I do wish, as a, as a con, though, it, it didn't have um, as many bigger bags available in more than 10-ounce bags or 10-ounce uh, sizes. You know, it only had that um, in the original. Um, you know, uh, the original flavor shouldn't be the only one in the 10-ounce size. Like, some people want, you know, more bags, bigger bags of popcorn. Um, Smart Food is one of the, you know, brands of popcorn um, that come in huge sizes, like you know, like 20 ounces, more than 20 ounces. Um, and so, you know, shouldn't other flavors be, um, more than 10 ounces, you know, maybe cheddar and sour cream, which they have or cheddar or the, the butter, all those sizes. And the other ones should be in uh, bigger sizes than 10 ounces, because if they're popular, people are going to want more of that popcorn. Um, if uh, you're in the mood for shopping for popcorn, I know that, you know, if I was, I would definitely uh, buy these automatically if I saw them, because uh, sometimes you can't find them in all the stores, uh, but they are in a few different stores, which I'll get into a little bit. Um, these are great for snack time, movie time, anytime really. If you're a fanatic for popcorn, you know, while you're watching uh, movies on your computer or TV, movie night, um, you know, a date, whatever, you know, it's great to uh, incorporate popcorn uh, into, you know, you eating them. Uh, so um, I would give it a 4.9 out of 5 uh, green thumbs up. And the packaging is recyclable when it comes to the the boxes, not the bags themselves. Um, and the pricing is one that ranges. It's pretty affordable though. Um, so the online prices are different or the the, the uh, vendors that are available online are going to be different versus in-store prices or uh, buying from their shop, which is great um, that you can buy from them uh, on their online shop, which is good. Or you can try other online vendors or again, uh, shop for Skinny Pop um, in uh, stores um, that, are, that have uh, Skinny Pop products. 
the skinny pop can be found in store and online the following places at skinnypop.com at 7-eleven amazon.com uh, CBS Pharmacy, Dollar General, Giant Stores, uh, Rite Aid, Shoppers, Target, Turkey Hill, Walgreens, Walmart, Wise. Um, they're available on military-based commissaries and other fine stores in the U.S. and probably abroad if you can find them. Skinny Pop can uh, be found on the following social media platforms. Uh, Facebook at Skinny Pop. They're on Instagram at The Skinny Pop. That's all one word, all lowercase. They're on LinkedIn at Skinny Pop Popcorn. They're on Pinterest at Skinny Pop. And they're also on Twitter at Skinny Pop Popcorn. To contact Skinny Pop, just go to the website www.skinnypop.com and then go to contact at the top or bottom of the website to message them directly. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. If you were fascinated by this episode, then that is amazing. Um, I'm glad to, you know, explore something a bit different when it comes to plants. Uh, give you all some uh, plant love and some good, you know, plant info. You know, I learned a few things and some things were a bit, you know, reinforced. And, you know, getting to tell you about my plant stories has been um, really refreshing. I didn't think I'd really get to expand upon, you know, my stories with cacti. Um, if you love succulents or just plants in general, then that is great. You know, share this with someone who loves plants. You know, maybe when, you know, springtime comes or summertime comes and you want to explore uh, what it means to take care of a succulent or to be uh, rejuvenated with ideas of the the succulents that are out there that you want to give some love to, then tune in to this episode and put it on replay. And, you know, that really warms my heart. Um, I look forward in the future to talking about different podcast episodes as always. But until then, please be sure to, you know, share this episode and to rate Greener Thoughts. I really appreciate all those things. Um, it means the world to me. And I love you all for always supporting and coming back uh, for more episodes uh, on uh, here uh, with me. And so, yeah, uh, please uh, take care of yourselves and also please take care of the planet. Be well. Bye.